Morning. Morning. Uh, let's uh, begin with the Bible verse that relates to my prop for today. If you could all just look up in your Bibles the verse that relates to unicorn gaffer tape. You got it? Yeah. Unicorn gaffer tape. You remember that Bible verse? Ah, stuck on it. Brilliant. Literally, the sermon is about gaffer tape. Um, So let's see where that goes, hey? There's a few people I've told and they're like, sorry? It's brilliant. This is one of my Christmas presents from last year. I like unicorns, number one. You can never have too much gaffer tape around the house, you know, little things, little things doing. But with unicorns, it's even more exciting. In fact, this morning we've used it already, haven't we, Mark? It's fixed one of the pedals that kept sliding. He was going, oh, it keeps moving. I was like, I have unicorn gaffer tape. So everyone knows it as gaffer tape. It's actually the brand, this one, is, is duct tape, which is uh, one of the kind of main brands of this type of gaffer tape. So we're actually going to talk about duct tape um, rather than gaffer tape. Put your hand up if you have anything in your house that has unicorns on it. Yeah, people with kids, people that like unicorns maybe. Put your hand up if you've got gaffer tape or duct tape in your house. Ah, good. So this sermon should apply to everyone really because you've either got an interest in unicorns or you've got an interest in gaffer tape, duct, du- gaffer tape, duct tape. Um, so if I have my PowerPoint up. So the sermon is on duct tape. So what do we know about duct tape? Uh, if we go to the next slide, you can do lots of things with duct tape. <laughs> that, that kid's face is brilliant. Um, so the fastest, there are three world records that relate to duct tape. Number one, the fastest time to duct tape a person to a wall, right? So how long does it take? For a world record, the fastest to duct tape a person, let's assume it's an adult, not a child, how long is it going to take? Five minutes? A minute? Doesn't say. Ah. Ten seconds? Ten minutes? Three minutes? Oh. 26.96 seconds. Now, I don't know how many people there were, but I'm guessing there was quite a lot, a lot of people. I I did nearly think about propping things today, but yeah. Um, So what about if you try and do it yourself? So the fastest time to duct tape yourself to a wall. So how could you do that to yourself? I mean, I don't know if your feet have to be off the floor or three minutes, four minutes, 10 minutes. It would take me about three hours, I think. Oh, get on a roll. Oh, dear. Two minutes, 12 seconds. That's pretty impressive, I think. Now, there's another one. The third one is the largest gathering of people who are wearing duct tape. The largest gathering of people wearing duct tape. Now, what they're, they were wearing hair bows and shirts and belts. How many people? Two. <laughs> well, it could be that today. If it was two, I would have. That would have been my prop. They didn't have any friends. Seven hundred and fifty-two. Seven hundred and fifty-two people wearing duct tape. 
who knew these things were real world records? So, in fact, one of, the, one of the places that has done the fastest time to duct tape a person to the wall record, although it's now been beaten, was a church over in America, and they used it as an evangelistic event. So they tried to beat the world record and got lots of people along to participate and to come and witness the event, uh, which is interesting. Um, so what do we use duct tape for? What's it for? Even if it's not unicorn. Fixing things. Fixing things. What else? Packing boxes, sealing up boxes, sticking parcels together, sticking things, sticking things in general. <laughs> making children. There's two things about making people quiet <laughs> either Dave or children. <laughs> um, let's have the next slide then, Sharon. So you probably find it, like you say, fixing hose pipes. I'm not sure about the car. That's looking a little bit dodgy. No, yeah, it works. Uh, but on the right then, you know, fixing your mirror or fixing your hoover or uh, those kind of things. Uh, but generally we'd use it, don't we, to patch up damage, to hold things together, perhaps cover up a hole, tidy up. So quite often in, in kind of electrical things or in the band, they'll use uh, to keep the cables tidy. They'll just keep them stuck to the floor, stop people tripping over them. So it's kind of tidying things up as well. But there are some slightly more unusual uses for gaffer tape. Uh, some of which were quite scary. Over the next slide. So top left, packing box on top of your car looks really dangerous. Trousers made of gaffer tape, or shorts made of gaffer tape. How uncomfortable are they going to be? The hammock. Seems unusual, but slightly worried about the easy jet man. Hands up if you're on the plane and you look out the window and you see that happening, you want to get off. <laughs> Me too. Oh, that's really scary, isn't it? It's not gaffer tape. Yeah, there were some unusual and some things that you think gaffer tape's good, but do I trust it quite that much? So yeah, we, we use gaffer tape in all sorts of normal ways, as well as these slightly more unusual ways. I can't really get my head around the shorts, I have to say. I can't get my head around why you would want to, and why you, <laughs> because it's there, uh, uh, why you would wear them, for what purpose? Um, so the thing about gaffer tape is, actually, we use it in all those practical ways. But actually, really in terms of the sermon, do we use it in our lives as well? Do we use gaffer tape to patch up things in our lives, to fix holes, to make ourselves presentable? So that tidying up the cables, do we kind of put gaffer tape on ourselves to make ourselves look in a certain way or presentable? Do we patch up? problems? Do we fix our brokenness by putting gaffer tape on top of it? Slide, next slide, Sharon. So I reckon sometimes we use gaffer tape to fix a broken heart, to fix a broken relationship, maybe to fix a broken part of our body. Maybe our faith is a bit broken. 
Maybe parts of our faith are broken and we use it to patch up our spiritual lives. But really, what is this duct tape that we would use? If we were trying to fix our broken heart by using duct tape or gaffer tape, maybe we put a sticking plaster on it of an attitude. Maybe we smile to hide the pain. We don't really actually deal with it. We just cover it up with a smile. Maybe we cover up with stubbornness. Maybe something that's broken, we actually just put that sticking plaster on of gaffer tape of stubbornness, of self-defense. That defensive barrier becomes the thing that we use as our gaffer tape to fix that broken area. Maybe we keep all of the areas of our lives that we put gaffer tape on completely hidden. And actually no one knows really how broken that you feel. No one actually knows how broken you really are because you've put so much gaffer tape across your life that nobody thinks actually anything is broken in your life. Maybe we become argumentative. Maybe that's our defense. Maybe in order to fix our brokenness and put gaffer tape on it, we become really argumentative and confrontational. Or maybe we withdraw. We take ourselves away from people because it's too difficult to deal with. And our gaffer tape is our withdrawal. Maybe you become controlling. Actually, in order to deal with your brokenness, your gaffer tape is controlling situations, controlling people, because that's how you can get past the fact that you're actually broken. I mean, really what we use it for, and I use it for, I use this in my life, my spiritual life, is really as a quick fix for broken and painful areas. But there's a bit of a problem with unicorn gaffer tape. Much as it looks really pretty and much as gaffer tape is very practically good, in our spiritual lives there are a few problems with it. You put gaffer tape on a vase that's been shattered and you might be able to hold it together. But it's actually never going to do the thing that it's purposed for. If you try and put water in it, it's probably going to leak. The other problem is it's still broken. You're actually not fixing the broken areas by putting duct tape on them. You're shoring it up as a temporary fix, but the vase is still broken. It isn't fixing the problem. The breaks are still there. The broken areas are still there. The holes are still there. They're not fixed. And do you know what we know about Jesus is he came to heal our brokenness. He came that we can be completely whole in him. We can be fixed and restored. And actually, because of him coming and dying on the cross, what are we using duct tape for? As Christians, what are we using duct tape for to fix brokenness? It is not fixing it. It's patching it together and actually restricting Jesus from healing us. For the next slide, Sharon. And we know what Isaiah said. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. Fact. That doesn't say maybe. That doesn't say if you're good enough. It doesn't say if you've been a Christian long enough. By his wounds we are healed. 
That means we're healed to wholeness and restored. We don't need gaffer tape. It isn't fixing the broken areas in our lives. It's patching them together and not stepping into the full healing that Jesus offers us. By his death on the cross, you can be healed and restored. And I think there's some people sitting today that are thinking, yeah, but Joe, you just don't know my life. You just don't know that thing. Like it's so big, it's so unfixable, it's so broken, it's shattered into tiny pieces. And if I take the gaffer tape off, it's going to collapse. This doesn't say by his wounds, little bits of us are healed. It doesn't say by his wounds, simple things are healed. It's just fact. By his wounds, we are healed. Whether it's a big thing in your life, a small thing, whether it's cracked, whether it's separated into two pieces, or whether it's in a thousand pieces. By his wounds, we are healed. So my plea to you today, as we start looking at what the problems are with using duct tape, is don't leave your brokenness held together by duct tape. Pretty as unicorn duct tape is. What are we doing? Why are we leaving it there? Jesus said we can be healed. Let's not be stuck together with duct tape. Let's let him come into our lives, heal us and restore us. Don't be so accustomed to duct tape holding bits of your life together that you don't step in to ask Jesus for healing. Maybe the duct tape's been in your life since you were a child. Maybe since teenage years or adulthood. Maybe it's been there for so long you actually have forgotten it's there. You've actually even forgotten there was an area that was broken that you had to quickly fix together in order to just get by and you've never gone back to it. It's still there. That bit is still broken. Jesus needs to come in and heal that area of brokenness. The other thing we know about duct tape is it's super strong. That's one of the reasons people, people use it, is it's really strong and it's really sticky. It's really adherent, so it sticks really well to lots of different surfaces. The problem is that it can become restrictive as well. What begins as an emergency fix becomes the actual thing that restricts us. It prevents our freedom and we become restricted by it. And this is a particular bit that when I was preparing the sermon that God really spoke in, uh, in, into this. And, and there's two particular points that I believe are relevant to, to people here today. You know, the enemy can use that duct tape as a restriction in our lives. And what we know the enemy wants to do is to steal and to kill and destroy. And by restricting us, stepping into what God's got for us, that, that can happen. So the duct tape in our lives, if it's not patching up a hole, it might actually be stopping growth. It might actually be the thing that's preventing you being what God's called you to be. Because it's not meant to be there. It's not meant to be there. So there are two specific words, if I can have the next slide, Sharon. Top left here is a picture of someone with gaffer tape on their mouth that says, don't speak. And I get the feeling that there's someone here who has been told, and the particular words were, be quiet. And it was quite a harsh, be quiet. And I feel like somebody's spoken that word over your life many, many years ago. And actually what it's done is become a restriction on your life. You're worried about speaking. It's restricted your personality. You can't express yourself properly. 
Because every time you go to open your mouth, you have the feeling of somebody telling you to be quiet. Jesus came that we don't need duct tape. And it doesn't matter if you put the duct tape on yourself to fix your brokenness or someone else spoke those words over you in order to restrict you. Jesus can heal and restore you from whatever word was spoken over your life that is stopping you being who Jesus wants you to be. The second one on the, the bottom uh, right here is, is a back brace. And I feel like somebody had a word of weakness of character spoken over them. That they've not got a backbone, they've not got a spine. Something that was said over you that was about you not being strong in character. And Jesus is saying, you are stronger than you can ever imagine. You are not weak. We don't need a gaffer tape back brace to stand strong in Christ. We are already strong in him. And whatever word was spoken over your life, that's just lies. You are not weak and you do not need to be held together with a back brace. Let's not be restricted or limited by duct tape. And those were just the two very specific words that, that I had before today. But there might be other things that you're beginning to think, actually, somebody said something over my life and what seemed like a quick fix at the time has become the thing that restricts me now. Let's not be restricted or limited by duct tape. That takes me on to Horizon, I guess, as one of the, the, the leaders. One of the questions I had preparing this is, actually in Horizon, have we put duct tape on bits of our church and our ministry as a quick fix that is actually limiting and restricting us now? I don't know the answer, but I suspect the fact that the question's there means the answer's probably yes. Have we as a church put duct tape as quick fixes in ministries that's actually stopping it growing and developing? It's actually the thing that's holding us back. We need to pray as a church that Jesus will restore that as well. The other problem with duct tape is it becomes a very quick fix. So the third problem with it, it becomes our habit or our pattern of dealing with broken things. So the next time something else is broken, we, we reflect back and we think, ah, oh, well, when this happened before, I just picked up that duct tape, that attitude, that whatever, and it fixed it. It, it got me over that difficulty. So we use it again. Then the next broken thing happens in our lives, we use the duct tape again and again and again. And we put on layer upon layer upon layer of tape instead of actually fixing the brokenness. And it becomes a habit for us. And the more and more we put on, it becomes even more restrictive. We don't ask for healing or restoration, we just try and fix it ourselves. Have the next slide. And in the end, what starts off as a sling in our arm becomes tighter and tighter and more restrictive in the middle. And then actually at the end, we can't even move for it. Our lives are so bogged down by the duct tape quick fixes that we've put upon ourselves or we've let other people put on us that we can barely move. We don't even recognize ourselves anymore. There's a verse in Colossians 2, 8 to 9. 
says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. Our responsibility is to see to it that no one, including ourselves, takes us captive and restricts us through anything other than on Christ. So the final problem really with duct tape is actually, it's us fixing a problem. It's us picking it up and saying, I'm going to put that in as a quick fix. And when we do that, we're not giving Jesus control. We're actually not letting him come in and fix our brokenness and heal that pain or heal that attitude or heal that relationship. We are taking control away from him by doing it ourselves. The fix is in our hand, not in his hand. It's about control, not about surrender. And really, this sermon isn't about duct tape. It's not really about unicorn duct tape, really. It's about surrender. Because actually, the fundamental problem with using any kind of tape or any kind of fix that comes from us is we're not surrendering to Jesus in doing that. In that bit of our life, that problem that comes, that broken area, the first thing we need to do is give it to Jesus. The last thing we should do is pick up our own solution. And maybe the solution is duct tape, maybe it's something else. But actually the problem is we're not surrendering that area of our life for Jesus to fix. Maybe that's really challenging to think, yeah, but my whole life I've been fixing it myself. My hands are up for that. Many times in my life I've had to fix problems myself, or so I thought. But what I did was I put duct tape on them. And in the end, they're still broken. And in the end, many months or many years later, I take it back to Jesus in the end. And actually what he wants is as soon as we see an ear that's broken, is for us just to give it to him. Don't use duct tape as a quick fix. It's strong, it lasts a long time. You can hardly see it if you've used it a lot. You might not notice it's even there. But in the end, you have not surrendered that area of your life to Jesus. And whilst dealing with the broken areas, it might be a challenge. There might be some pain that comes as we start to look at what that is in our lives. Actually, if we remember that verse, by his wounds we are healed. In the end, the only healing we can get of our brokenness is through him. Everything else is a temporary fix and it's still broken underneath. That relationship that's been strung together by gaffer tape for years, in the end it's still broken. Actually what it needs is Jesus to come in for you to surrender that to him and he will heal it. Now I'm conscious as well that people will be thinking that, that, that thing, if the gaffer tape comes off Jill, it is going to collapse. If, if Jesus takes that gaffer tape off, that bit of my life is going to fall over. Do you know what? We need to trust him. We need to trust him that in his timing, he will heal us and in his timing, he will take off the gaffer tape. I'm not saying go home today and strip everything away that, that is, um, you've recognized as duct tape in your life. What I'm saying is take that area and say, Jesus, will you help me? I recognize that that's an area that I've used duct tape to fix. 
That's an area of my life that I can recognize while Jill's speaking that you're niggling at me. I can feel that niggle. I've got that memory of that thing and that thing that person said or that thing that happened. Actually take it to him and surrender to him and let him heal you. Uh, next slide, Sharon. Uh, it's a verse from Matthew uh, 16. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. But whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So my reading from this, there are three things that we need to do if we're going to surrender to Jesus. First thing is if. It says if. If you come to me. It's an invitation. Jesus isn't going to force his way in and rip off the duct tape in your life. It's not how he works. He's patiently waiting and says, will you come? Will you bring it to me? If you will come. And we come knowing that he is good. He is for us. He has a plan for us. He's got a future ahead of us. The next thing it asks us to do is to deny himself. It calls us to give up our own control and give it to him. It says, will you let me have control over that area, of the way that you deal with broken things? Deny yourself and give it to me. What areas of your life have you been holding on to and trying to keep control, adding layer of layer of duct tape? What are the broken areas that you need healing for, restoration for? Stop trying to fix it. I don't know about you, but when I try to fix things, uh, in a spiritual sense, I make a right mess up of it. I think I've got the right answer, and then clearly it's not. I, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to live like that. When something becomes broken, I want to be the person. I'm preaching to myself here. I want to say, Jesus, that's broken. I want to give it to you. I want to ask for your healing. Will you fix it? The third thing it asks us to do is to take up our cross and follow me. So he's saying, if you will follow me, give me your areas, your broken areas, your problems, and follow me. Take my plans. Surrender to me. Will you surrender your self-will for his perfect will? Will you take his solution, not the duct tape? And he assures us at the end of this verse that if we do, we will find our lives in him. But it's an invitation. He's not going to force his way in. He's not going to rip off duct tape till you're a wobbling mess on the floor. But actually, it's not fixing anything. It's not fixing the brokenness. So my challenge to you today is, is there duct tape in an area of your life? Will you turn to him? Will you give it to him? And then, most importantly, will you let him heal and restore you? Will you let him make you the person that he's called you to be without restriction, without difficulty, without brokenness, without bad attitudes, without things that restrict your life in him? 
duct tape. It doesn't fix things. It just holds them together temporarily. That's not what Jesus is about. So as we finish, we've got a song that we're going to play about surrender. And it's an invitation. You don't have to come. You don't have to surrender to Jesus. It's your choice. You and Jesus together need to have a conversation now. So whilst that's playing, uh, I want to ask that we spend some time quietly. If you need prayer, then the leaders will be able to pray for you. But equally, you might want to pray for the person next to you if you know them well. Where's the duct tape in your life? Will you surrender it to Jesus today?